Blog Talk Radio. Joined this week by the full crew, Walt Sperlin, Todd Lasky, Wally Soft. Just sitting here on a cold, snowy day in Michigan, basking in the warmth of the first place Detroit Lions. We don't get to say that much in week 14. Wally, just to remind you, the last time you expressed a little bit of optimism about the Lions, they were headed into a game against the Bears. And lost. I know, I know. I'm I'm not falling into that trap again. This is the everybody around here is nervous. Again, we have that that same SOL, same old Lions. This is a week that worries us here. We're the most worried first place team around, and I'm including the Ravens, who I can't believe is still in first place. Todd, how's it going? Uh, not too bad. We're still pretty bitter up here about our uh, uh, non-call in the last play of the game against Dallas, uh, where uh, Sam Bradford was hit pretty hard in the head and no flag was thrown. I don't know if Jerry Jones has some rest in his pocket or what, but uh, a lot of people are pretty testy up here about that non-call. Uh, it's Sam Bradford's last name isn't Brady. If it was Tom Brady and his head jerk like that, flags would rain down from the heavens. If it's Cam Newton, man, you can't rough Cam Newton, apparently. So, that, and that's exactly. part of Bradford's just not, you know, if it if it had been Peyton, you can't look at Peyton Manning cross-eyed. Aaron Rodgers, guys like that. But when it's just Sam Bradford, man, and, you know, maybe they had dinner reservations. They were like, no, we ain't got all day for this to go to overtime. Come on, man. Let's get out of here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, week 14 brings with it in, oh, I would say the majority of fantasy leagues, the playoffs. Mm-hmm. If you, and if you're still listening to the show, then odds are your season has went pretty well and you're still playing. So either that or you're going into this last weekend, by God, determined to knock them, which I am in a couple leagues. If I can't make the playoffs, I'm going to take as many people with me as I can. So. Yeah, we will get a lineup. Dive right into breaking down the week that will be with the week 14 edition of the studs and duds, of which I don't even have a set, which is fine because I'm safely in third place. So we'll kick it off with you, Todd. Which quarterback is going to throw fantasy teams to victory this weekend? Well, you know, I had a few different names written down, but at the end of the day, not to pick on the bleeding hearts from this called Cleveland Brown team, but I got to go with Andy Dalton. Um, the, the secondary, the whole defense is kind of ravaged for the Browns. I can see Andy Dalton spreading the, the dimer on quite a bit to uh, quite a few different receivers and having a very nice day against those Cleveland Browns. After all, the Browns are playing for an old 16 record and to secure the number one overall pick. So Andy Dalton is my choice for this week. Wally, who you got? 
I I also thought of Dalton, but uh, as a, a Lions fan who's trying not to get too excited, I, I've brought my Lions love into studs and duds. I'm going with Russell Wilson at Green Bay, mainly because I want Seattle to beat Green Bay, but also he had a bounce back week last week. Um, you know, in their win against the Panthers, he is healthy. The Green Bay defense is still a little beat up. I know Clay Matthews is playing, but he's playing through a shoulder injury. Their secondary is going to be a bit healthier, but I like Russell Wilson to be able to get to Jimmy Graham, get to Doug Baldwin, put up some nice numbers, beat the Packers, and give the Lions some, some breathing room. I got Wilson going in the playoff game this week. He's the only quarterback on my roster present, and I will freely confess I'm nervous because, yeah, he had a good game this past, but then you look two weeks back and you see that game mm-hmm. against Tampa. And if that happens, I'm done. I know you mentioned Andy Dalton, Todd, so let me ask you this. If you had to pick one wide receiver between Brandon LaFell and Tyler Boyd, who you got this week? Actually, I, I think the safer pick this week is going to be Tyler Boyd because the weather could be pretty cold. As we all know, we all live up north. We've all had some pretty cold temperatures around here lately. And I think that's going to mean shorter passes. So I can see Tyler Boyd a lot out of the slot, catching short, quick passes. So that's my reasoning behind going with Boyd over Brandon LaFell this week. I know they're calling for some lake effect snow, too. And I memory serves that game was in Cleveland, so things could get a little frosty. God, stud running back. Well, again, I had a few names written down here, and after a lot of hemming and hawing and that sort of thing, I'm going with the guy who's also going up against a horrible defense in the Indianapolis Colts. I'm going with Lamar Miller. I think this is a, a big week for him. He's had a couple down weeks of late. I expect things to turn around for him this week. I expect that the passing game is going to be a little bit better, again, because the Colts' secondary is so horrible, and that's going to open up some running lanes for Lamar Miller. So I think Lamar Miller has a good game, both out of the backfield, running and catching the ball. <laughs> it's cute that you think Brock Osweiler will be able to take advantage of a banged-up secondary. <laughs> Wally, stop running back. Well, uh, just as I mentioned, I liked Russell Wilson because I want the Packers to lose to the Seattle Seahawks. I'm going with running back Thomas Rawls of the Seattle Seahawks at Green Bay. Early in the season, Green Bay. Yeah, he. I mean, and and that's what this offense, you know, likes to do is pound the ball with him. And he, he, you know, the the Packers started the year very strong against running backs, but if you look, they they didn't play, you know, very many strong running backs. You know, that was against the likes of Jacksonville, Detroit, the Giants. Chicago before they had settled on Howard. You know, last week they gave up 103 rushing yards to the combination of uh, Miller, Grimes, and is it, is it still out for Blue? Doesn't matter. I like Rawls. He's going to get a ton of touches. He looks good. He doesn't have a lot of competition for touches. And again, I want Seattle to win, and that'd be the bottom line. You know, I watched the. Seattle Carolina game last week. If Thomas Rawls can run like that for two or three more weeks, that's going to be a guy that's going to win a lot of people leagues. Because just the boost that he will provide right at the, his time, whereas Julio Jones got hurt at like the worst possible yep. time, mm-hmm. Thomas Rawls has gotten healthy at the time. And he's yeah. got fresh legs. Stud wide receiver, Mr. Lasky. 
Uh, I'm going to be cold tonight uh, down in Kansas City, um, and I think that is actually going to – well, I, one thing is going to favor Tyreek Hill – is going to be shorter passes, but also Jeremy Macklin is back, so he's not going to have to face the top cornerback. Uh, I expect this game to be a little high scoring, uh, and Hill, as you, we know, also can run the ball. He runs the ball out of the backfield. He returns punts. He returns kickoffs. I think Tyreek Hill is a very nice sleeper this week, and I'm going on a limb saying that he crosses the, the plane uh, once, maybe twice, and has a decent game with catches. Given that Rodney Harrison is on site, I've got the pregame show turned on, and he's wrapped up like a burrito. I'm going to agree with you that, yes, it's cold. Wally, who's your stud wide receiver? My stud wide receiver, this will make me a little bit nervous just because, as you mentioned, and it's in the forefront of my mind, the last time I was excited about the Lions, you know, really thinking that they this is a game they should win. It was against the Bears. Every other game is a toss-up. But I'm going with Golden Tate. Wide receiver, Detroit Lions. This game is Elmer. at Ford Field. At Ford, at Ford Field. He's coming off a week in which he was the top fantasy wide receiver, eight for 145 and a touchdown. Marvin Jones is still banged up. He's nursing a hip injury. Uh, he didn't play last week. Golden Tate's the man in the receiving game, and they use him in a, a, a lot of different roles. So and he'll, and he might run the ball a little bit. So, I like Golden Tate to take advantage of the Bears. His defense, I don't trust, even though they, they did manage a, a win last week. But, you know, that was against San Francisco and the worst quarterback performance I've ever seen. But that's a different story. <laughs> yeah, that was that was impressive from Colin Kaepernick. That was, And he'd been like the number one fantasy quarterback for the three or four weeks preceding that and then went out there mm-hmm. and threw for, for, for four yards. I get asked a lot of questions every week from uh, all our vendors and merchandisers and whatever about uh, who do you like this week, that sort of thing. I was really high on Kaepernick last week also, so I mm-hmm. was blown away, just like everybody else, as to how poorly he played. Four, clearly four, four yards, four. Uh, four and yards. again, got, yeah, and got sacked five times. How does that happen? Yeah, it was it was snowing, but you know what? It was snowing for Matt Barkley too, and he was all right. Yeah, and and any time you get any time you get compared to Matt Barkley, and it's not a flattering comparison, then yeah, you've got problems. You've got very <laughs> real problems. Stud IDP, Mr. Lasky. Well, he's been coming on of late. He started the year kind of slowly for the Arizona Cardinals, but he's, he's picked it up of late, and I expect another nice game this week uh, for Miami Dolphins. I got Calais Campbell having a nice week, maybe a couple of sacks, maybe a forced fumble, so he is my pick to have a nice game against the Dolphins this week. Wow. I'm uh this is a – Tip of the cap to you this week, Gary. I wanted to get a Cleveland Brown in here somehow. So I'm going Jamie Collins, linebacker. I think he's going to see a a heavy dose of Jeremy Hill this week. They're coming off a bye. He's feeling pretty good. I've got him, I believe, in my top five or six in my rankings this week. I'm going Jamie Collins because I care about you, Gary, and I care about those Browns. Oh, you're so sweet. Nobody cares about me. (laughs) It's Christmas time. 
dud quarterback. Yes. Ooh. My dud quarterback, he's actually been a very pleasant surprise this year. He's doing it both with his arm and with his legs, but he's going against a very tough Denver Bronco defense. Uh, I can see a lot of struggles for Marcus Mariota this week. So he is my dud quarterback. Yeah, I can see I can see statistics. I could also see Tennessee winning that game and Mariota having a little bit of a down game. If you're Tennessee, you got to attack on the ground. I think Denver is like yep. 27th or 28th in the NFL in run defense. They control the tempo of the game, DeMarco Murray, Derrick Henry, bang, 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 bang. I kind of hope Tennessee wins that game, to be honest. I just want the chaos in the AFC South to continue as long as possible. <laughs> My, and and mm-hmm. before the year, before the year, all of us were looking at Mike Malarkey like, it's Mike Malarkey. Yes. Now, I mean, he's is he in the coach of the year conversation? Well, I mean, that's a team that won. Yeah. Go ahead. That's a team that won five games in the last two seasons combined, and they've won six this year. Yeah, yeah this true. Depending how, depending how they finish down the stretch, and I think what's what's there as far as yeah, I was not a fan of the malarkey hiring, but is that they've gone ahead and tailored the offense to what Mariota's good at. And everything else is falling in line. And, of course, you know, having DeMarco Murray and now Derrick Henry also helps and opens up things. But, you know, they didn't try to fit a, what is it, a, you know, a square peg in a round hole. They said, all right, what can we do to make Mariota successful? And that's what they've stuck with, and that's working. And, you know, Malarkey's past history aside, doing a bang-up job. Of course, they're going to have to, like I said, they could win this game. Uh, I, you know, at home, uh, I think there's a chance of that. And that being said, let me just tell him that I agree with Todd. He's also my dud quarterback, again, just because it's the Broncos. But it wouldn't surprise me if, if he does have a decent game because the Broncos have given up three rushing touchdowns to quarterbacks. So, you know, he could, get, he could make some noise with his legs, which would be weird to say. that. <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, I think I've got one league that I had Mariota in, and I think I might be rolling out Dak Prescott there this week just because, like you guys said, it's Denver. and Although, if memory serves, it doesn't affect. I think it's the last week of the regular season there, but I already clinched the playoff spot. So. Well, well, let me this last pick team. a couple of – Which? Wait, let me pick a couple of experts' minds real quick here. Then, as you mentioned, you have Mariota League. And, and my family league, which is entering its third year, my wife's in it, my brothers, all my nephews are, I can go with either Mariota or Eli Manning. Right now I have Manning. Manning. Am I crazy? No, I, I would go Manning. Yeah, I think I might lean Eli too. And if nothing else, you got that Sunday night guy. You got that late guy. That guy that you can. Mm-hmm. If you're if you're ahead going in, you can just sit back and bask and enjoy the game. And if you're down going in by a relatively minor amount, you can watch as your guy. And Dallas can be through the air. I mean, they're not yeah. unbeatable. I also have stretch of the imagination. Yeah, I also have Beckham in that league. Actually, I made a trade well, and you're double Yeah, I made I made a trade with my wife a month and a half ago, and her team was struggling, and she's a huge Lions fan. Yeah, again, as I'm, I traded uh, Matthew Stafford and Marvin Jones for the combination of Eli and Odell. So there we have it. Wow, you ripped off your own wife. Yep. Yeah, because she was she was a Lions fan and and, and was uh, 
not liking Eli at that point about a month ago, not doing that well. Neither was, and remember Marvin Jones about a month ago, a month and a half ago? I showed her the numbers, and there it was. But, yeah, I'm out. Oh, of course. T- taking advantage of the wife. Boy. I made, I made the Rick, play out. his own spouse. I admire that. Awesome. Well, that's, that's, that's how I roll. I made the playoffs, and she did not. Uh, thank you very much. Yeah, I wonder why not. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, my dead running back this week, even though he's been a very pleasant surprise all year, uh, I think he's going to find things a lot more difficult. He's going up against the number one rush defense with the Baltimore Ravens. I can also see a lot more of the short passing game from Tom Brady to James White and Deion Lewis, who is back. I think LeGarrette Blunt is going to struggle against the Baltimore Ravens. That's what you got too, Anwal. That is what I have, and I have that for for the same reasons. And of course, there's always the caveat that Blunt will get all the goal line carries, so you know he could still have a big day. But what Todd said, I, I think this is more of a Lewis a Lewis game, an Element game, not a Martellus Bennett game. But I have Blunt as my dud as well. Todd, good wide receiver. Well. Not to pick on your Cleveland Browns, but I mean that seems to be kind of the kind of the trend of late. Go ahead. Um, I don't... Especially, especially <laughs> with RG three coming back and playing quarterback, I can see RG three actually favoring throwing the ball a lot more to Josh Gordon than Terrell Pryor because he likes to air the ball out, and that's going to be right up Josh Gordon's alley with his speed. Uh, I can see Terrell Pryor having a, a difficult time against the Cincinnati Bengals cornerbacks. And with less targets, because like I said, it's going to be Josh Gordon. And when RG3 is going to throw, I expect a lot of inaccurate throws. He's going to throw high. He's going to miss his targets. I see Terrell Pryor having a very poor game this week. I will say that uh, Griffin did hook up with uh, with, uh, Terrell Pryor on a couple of long ones in the preseason for whatever that's worth. I don't know what's going to happen with them. I mean, we only saw Griffin in the regular season for, what, three quarters? So, who knows? It's the Browns, so it'll be tragic, whatever it is. Wally, you're dead white shit. Well, I have, I, again, hate to pile on, especially at this time of year, because everybody knows I'm all about the love and, and I also oh, have Shut up. I also have Terrell Pryor, but wait, did I miss something? Is Josh Gordon playing this week? No. Oh, I was going to say, think, Todd, what's going on? I think what's Todd may have got Baker locked. I think he might be thinking Corey Coleman. Either that or the like, Brown I, fans no, can no. never have anything nice happen. No, you're right. Corey Coleman. My bad. Yeah, my bad. Corey Coleman. Todd had me jumping all over the internet, like, because, you know, it's Christmas decorating time. And I'm like, did I miss something big? Josh Gordon back, but yeah, either way, it wouldn't matter no. if Josh Gordon was back or Flash Gordon. It's RG3. It's Gordon is suspended until the end the of time. Gordon's on that Justin Blackman suspension at this point, I'm mm-hmm. guessing. So. Can't get out of your own yep. way, kid. My right, bad, Daryl Washington. Oh, no worries. I would just, just go save it for the outtakes reel. <laughs> <laughs> that IDP, well, uh, I, I hate saying this, 
But with the fact that Jason Pierre-Paul is going to be out for the Giants, uh, I think that the Dallas Cowboys are going to be able to maybe throw another guy in his way. I think Vernon Oliver could really struggle against Dallas this week. Um, so I, I hate to say because I would like to see the Giants win the game, but I'm afraid that the Dallas offensive line, I mean, it's their strength. I think they're going to be able to control Vernon Oliver, so I don't see a lot happening for Vernon this week. Oh, you're killing me. You're, you're on a roll tonight, Todd. It's Olivier Vernon is his name. <laughs> Olivier, you're... <laughs> Oh, oh you, boy! You poor, you poor, poor Vikings fan! I can see what I, the toll <laughs> it's taking on you. The two yeah, the hypothermia. It must be cold in Minnesota. A little too much time. It, it the is, for the merchandise. Uh, yeah, it's been below zero here, windchill the past several days. <laughs> uh, but I agree with the, with Vernon, and you've been on a great hot streak. And I will say that Daniel Hunter. I told people last week. You know, going into Dallas, Dallas doesn't give up a lot of fantasy points to defensive linemen, blah, 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 blah. Daniel Hunter had two sacks, and Everson Griffin put up one of the weirdest defensive linemen stat lines you'll ever literally lit the Vikings with seven solos, which that does not happen very often. And had, I think, a fumble recovery and a forced fumble. So both ends actually had good stat lines in that game. But you can't. Sooner or later, I said said the same thing about Hunter this week, going up against the Jaguars because it's a bad match. Sooner or later, those bad matchups will catch up to you. And obviously it's the time of year where all it takes is one and your season's over. So I can't really argue that call. I've knocked Vernon down several spots after I heard the JPP news, and I already wasn't super crazy about either one of them this week, although I would have liked Pierre Paul better because he has a history of big games against Dallas. Mr. Sperling. Well, this one is, is purely personal. Because in my longest-running IDP league, the, the first IDP league I ever joined, which got me into loving IDP, I was riding JPP into the playoffs and cursing Fletcher Cox every week. What is wrong with Fletcher Cox? So this week, I'm, my dud is Fletcher Cox because I need him to step up and do something for me. He's not helped me all year. I don't have anything to base it on as far as the skin's doing anything special to stop him. I need Fletcher Cox to do well. I'm doing the reverse psychology here. Please help me because I also have to start Terry Hyder. We start 5DL. I have to start Terry Hyder and Devin Taylor. I need help here now. So, Fletcher, please don't be that dud. I will take the loss. Since I have such a big lead, since we don't have an official scoreboard, I've already declared myself in first place. Big lead. <laughs> oh, boy. That whole Philly pass rush, I mean, what happened this year? You would think the horses are there with Barwin and Grant and Cox and Benny Curry, and they got off to a great start, and then it's like someone just turned off a faucet, and now they can't get it turned back on. The wide nine is is not working as I had thought it would. Of course, I guess you say that about the Eagles pretty much as a team. Came out of the gate, everyone's like, look, the Eagles, Carson Wentz, blah, 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 and now it's what's wrong with And everyone's freaking out about Carson Wentz. What's wrong with him? Is it his mechanics? Is it this? Is it that? He's a rookie quarterback who played at North Dakota State. 
Give him a minute. Yes. Well, it's not just that. They also need a wide receiver or two that can catch the ball and not suffer with 110 drops. Right. Not to mention all kinds of injuries in the backfield behind. I mean, we lost Lane Johnson, their left tackle, for, what, 10 games to a suspension. I mean, I mean, but it's Philly fans, and they're not – they're one of two things, angry or enraged, and right now they're enraged. So, angry is what passes for happy in Philly. City of Brotherhood, <laughs> you know what. This week's games, Kansas City Chiefs, Oakland Raiders, Mr. Latsky, Spencer Ware, or Latavius Murray, who has been on a roll. He has been on a roll, but I I still really like Spencer Ware this week, uh, especially with the fact that it's going to be so cold. Uh, I read somewhere that Derek Carr struggles quite a bit in cold weather. I can see the whole offense for Oakland struggling. And Kansas City Chiefs defense is pretty stout, uh, and – I can see Spencer Ware having a nice game against the Raiders this week, especially at home. So, I got to go Spencer Ware. Wally, Justin Houston or Khalil Mack? Ooh. There's my obligatory ooh, because Gary asked the tough questions. Oh. Again, because in my long-standing IDP league, I just rambled on about regarding Fletcher Cox. I'm starting Justin Houston tonight. Justin Houston. Based purely on that, oh. I'm not going to throw stats. I'm not going to throw stats at you. I'm not going to throw how guys are playing at you. I need a big night from Justin Houston. So, he gives it to me. I got a stat for you. I think the Raiders have given up 11 or 12 sacks this year. I don't want to hear that. A stat for they're, a, they're a terrible pass rush matchup. That Do line not throw is, facts. I mean, Everybody no wants to no instantly anoint the Dallas Cowboys as the best offensive line in football, and I'm not going to say they're not the best offensive line in football, but I don't think they're light years ahead of everybody. I think Oakland's line is right there. They did a great job in free agency, getting Clutch Casemaly, getting Donald Penn to come back. There's a reason. That's one of the big reasons the Raiders are enjoying the success they are this year is that Derek Carr has time to throw the ball, which is something I'm sure David is watching. Like, why did this never happen for me? Ever. As he flinches from every shadow that might be a pass rusher. <laughs> right. A door closes and he curls up in the fetal position. <laughs> but I'll not be swayed by your facts, logic, and or game tape. It's Justin <laughs> Houston. It's Justin Houston because I need Justin Houston. Pittsburgh Steelers, Buffalo Bills, weather forecast looking like it might be pretty Buffalo-y on Sunday in Buffalo. Wally, LaShawn McCoy or Le'Veon Bell? Oh, Le'Veon Bell. Easy. The Steelers have actually been pretty tough on running backs over the last three weeks. I think they allow 54 yards rushing, less than four yards per carry. They're going to concentrate on shutting down Bell because Tyrod Taylor has really struggled to throw the ball lately. Oh, it's Le'Veon Bell all day long. They're going to shut down Shady. They're going to shut down? There have been a lot of people trying to shut down Shady this year. Not too many have had much success, but okay. Todd, over under, PPR, let's go. 
18 fantasy points for Antonio Brown. You know what? Even if it's going to be bad weather, like you said, it's going to be Buffalo-y, uh, that still does not really factor or factor much into how Antonio Brown is used in this game because he's got a lot of short passes routes that he runs also. So I think he can get those 18 points on short, quick routes because once he gets the ball, he creates a new open field. I like Antonio Brown this week. I had a I do a spot in Phoenix every week. Remember the guy called in last night, playoff game, freaking out about Roethlisberger, and I tried to talk him in off the way. I'm like, I'm not – unless the wind is off the chain, I'm not worried about mm-hmm. – some snow and whatnot really having that huge – and it's Antonio Brown. It's like I had another caller ask about Julio Jones. And, well, Julio's active. How do I know he's not going to just be a decoy? You don't. But you can't – you just – if you bench Julio Jones and he's active and he goes out there and catches ten passes for a buck and a half and two touchdowns, you're going to spend the next four months of your life hating yourself. If right. you start Julio, he goes. If you start Julio, he goes out there and limps around for three hours. You'll spend the next four months hating his foot. So, which would you rather spend the rest of the winter hating, yourself or Julio Jones's foot? I think it's an easy call. Right, exactly. And even if he is hampered, or who else are they going to throw the ball to? They don't have Devonta Freeman, Kevin Coleman, and Taylor Gabriel, wide receiver. Oh yeah, we do like that. I do. I do like him as a flex. But and Sanu, Mama Sanu did not practice yesterday or today. Right, and isn't he coming off groin surgery or some kind of procedure that he had done? So, yeah, you cannot lose in the fantasy playoffs by sitting Julio Jones for. I don't care who your other option is, unless it somehow manages to be Antonio Brown, and then I want to be in your league. Right. You don't yeah, sit your number. One, you don't sit your number one pick. Period. You don't no. sit your number one pick. You, you, you're just you're trying to be too smart for your, for your own good. You don't sit your number one player. One of the magazine leagues I'm in. I think this is the last week of the regular season. I'm probably going to get in the playoffs anyway because of total points. Because the number one seed is best record, and the number two seed is most total points regardless of it been less it's total number one. And in that league I have Julio and I drafted Le'Veon Bell, figured if I could survive the suspension, which is one of the reasons why my record isn't great the first part of the season, I struggle a little bit until I got Le'Veon Bell. I'm starting I haven't I'm not even considering unless Julio is ruled inactive, he starts. Mm-hmm. It's just it's a no brain you don't you don't sit Le'Veon Bell or David Johnson or Julio Jones or the guys like, the guy who carried your team to the playoffs. You don't all the and that's one of the things that kills people in fantasy playoffs is getting cute. Don't get cute. I'm not saying don't try to milk every point you can out of your lineup, but when you you got to go right up to the edge of cute. You can't go over the edge of cute. You can't go over the edge. Or then you're done, exactly. and you'll lose, and someone will spend the next eight months making fun of you for kicking your butt in the championship game, or you won't even get to the championship game, and people won't, then they just forget you. Yep. San Diego yep. Chargers. Nice All right, let's hear it. San Diego Chargers, Carolina Panthers, Wally. 
I can't believe at the beginning of the season, no one really thought this was a question, and it may not be that much of a question now. Philip Rivers or Cam Newton? Oh, I go. Actually, I go Philip Rivers. Just and it's tight, but I just don't trust Cam Newton now that this team is pretty much out of it. Granted, we could have the Falcons drop off, which they do, but I think the Buccaneers now are the team that's taking control of that division. But that offense is so herky-jerky, up and down. And Phillip Rivers faces a defense this week in Carolina that gives it up to tight ends, and he's got a couple of really good ones in Gates and Henry. And even though he might throw a couple picks, he might throw four touchdowns. So I'm going to go Rivers. I just I don't, I don't trust Cam Newton this year. I think I would too. I don't trust Carolina secondary. The only it would be an easier call for me if the game was in San Diego as opposed to Carolina. The East Coast thing is a little, but yeah, mm-hmm. I just, Cam was Cam was one of the. I mean, I think you'd have to view him as the biggest disappointment in fantasy football at the quarterback position this year because I don't count guys that got hurt necessarily. I think it's Cam at quarterback, running back. It's flipping popularly. Go to hell. Mm-hmm. Go to hell. And wide receiver, I'd have to sit and think about it. Todd. Jonathan Stewart. Allen Robinson. Oh, yeah. There you go. Very good one. Yeah, either one. Although, you know what? I'm probably going to go Allen Robinson, if only because I think Nuck deserves like half a mulligan. Because, I mean, Blake Bortles has sucked, but Osweiler has been on a whole different level of suck. And there's only so much a wide receiver can do if the quarterback is on his own level of suck. So I'd agree with if that. he has transcended to if he throws for a hundred yard less than a hundred yards in an NFL game in the year 2016, in good weather, in a week, it's not like it was a blizzard. In, no, in a week that I had to start him in my again long-standing IDP league because we start two quarterbacks and I had to start Osweiler, who I foolishly uh, thought I'd have a good year. Oh, I'm going to keep talking about the league all night long because I made the playoffs and I'm looking to win it for the third time. It made me the IDP man that I am, and all my guys are hurt. Yeah, I I saw you made the playoffs in Deathmatch. How'd that work out for you? Hey, you know what? Yeah, I know. That was gravy, though. I was 0 for the season last year. We we threw the parade parade after we made the playoffs. I didn't even care about the playoffs. Look at me, I'm in it. Hey, I snuck in in the wall, And it's hard on – it's supposed to be hard. Only four out of ten in each conference make the playoffs. And then even if you make the playoffs with the playoffs set the way they are, you got to win four in a row to win the whole thing. No bye week. That's why it's called death match. Yeah. Did did you make the playoffs in the wall? Yes, I did. Cool. I looked that up today, and I had to set a lineup. Oh, as a matter of fact, you beat me last week by one point, you jerk. Well, that's why they call me Captain IDP, and by they, I mean me. <laughs> well, then, Cap- uh, Captain Obvious, Captain Obvious, can I ask you a question then? How did our Blog Talk Radio team do? Okay, you know what? <laughs> Let me just. <laughs> I, I can. I can actually. This falls in what we're just talking about. I can sum that up in uh, one sentence. We drafted Todd Gurley number one overall 
in our for our team. Oh my so God! We have the number one overall pick. No, no, no. We didn't have number you one overall. We, we were like, no, no. We picked four, but he was our number one. He was our. Oh, first pick. I was gonna say, holy crap! Okay. No, no, no. And, but I did take I did take him before David Johnson went off the board, and then in I the second in round. Match. And then in the second round, I did take. Um, I I I, I want to say it was another running back. It might have been Mark Ingram, and it might have been before Ezekiel Elliott. Oh, you know what makes me really angry in death match every year. My jackass little brother wins nine or ten games and makes the playoffs every year. Oh, fills up his team with Bengals. Even this year, the Bengals suck. He fills up his team with Bengals. Ten and two, number one seed in the conference. I, I just feel bad right. I just feel bad right now that that Todd felt it necessary to lash out at me like that just because <laughs> the Detroit Lions swept the Minnesota Vikings this year. And it, and it, and it, and it kind of hurts, and it would hurt worse if my team wasn't in the first place and your team is circling the drain. Oh, you have that. Wow. So you're all right. It's getting ugly oh, boy. This, this should come off the rails quick. Todd, Detroit Lions, Chicago Bears, PPR, over-under, we got 18 again for Jordan Howard. I I I hit that one right on the head last week with picking him as my uh, stud running back for the week. However, it's a little bit different case this week. Uh, I can see uh, Chicago struggling across the board. Uh, if there's any one guy that's going to do it, it is Howard, but I don't think he gets 18 points, uh, which is your question. So I got to go under this week. Wally, is Whitehead playing this week? I went to look for practice participation info earlier. I couldn't find anything. As of today, uh, he's practiced every day this week on a limited basis. So I think it's trending that direction. Okay. Um, of course, DeAndre Levy I mean, has been practicing a... on a limited basis for two months. Oh. He's not going to play. Uh, no, I, th- I think Whitehead is actually on track to play, which, again, kills me in my longstanding IDP league because I picked up Bynes last week. I started him over Compton, did well. Now I don't know what to do with him. But I think Whitehead will play. I think I'd hold on to Bynes for the time being. I don't know that I'd be super anxious to roll out any Detroit linebacker this week. I think Chicago's 30th in fantasy points allowed in the position. So. Let, let me ask Stunner, you this, then, too, because I'm, I'm looking to hijack okay. things here. What about Corey Toomer, the Chargers? That's a horrible matchup, and Tavis Brown is practicing again. Right, and I don't know. I've got I've got one league where I have uh, I got Tavis Brown, I got Corey Tumor, and I got Denzel Perriman. So I have no idea what to do. I know I'm probably going to have to start one of those guys, but to be honest, I find myself looking at Edwin Jackson, uh, Indianapolis and thinking I might roll with him instead with DeQuell Jackson suspended. He had already moved into a starting job next to DeQuell and it actually outpointed in the last couple of weeks. And it's Houston, so that's a decent matchup. I think I might actually go that route. Yeah, well, I, I couldn't get him in that league. You know who I did pick up, and I'm seriously consider starting, well, especially if Tatavis Brown is back, because I don't have him. I picked up Kyle Van Hoy of the Patriots. That's a great matchup against the Ravens. He played more than Hightower last week. If it looks, I, I, I'm seriously considering starting Van Noy. How crazy is that? I got Hightower in my studs and duds this week as a stud. I don't know, really know why. It's 
because it's the Patriots, so they're going to do the opposite of whatever they did last week, because heaven forbid they do the same thing. I mean, I figured when Jamie Collins left, Hightower was going to just slide right in and start racking up, and so far that has not been the case. Go figure. It's paid. Of course, we all thought a Landon Roberts was going to turn into this big, or at least a lot of people thought he was, and nothing, nothing. I don't know. Sometimes I think Belichick just likes to show people how smart he is, and he gets cute. Oh, yeah. And and to be honest, you look at that defense right now, that's why, you know, a month ago everyone would have said the Patriots were the obvious class of the AFC. I don't know if that's necessarily the case, especially if Oakland comes out tonight and can get some payback on Kansas City for earlier this season and hold on to first place in the West. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Should be a good game tonight. On Thursday, for yeah. once. Good game. Who knew? Yeah, should be. Don't Houston curse it Texans. Thursday. Don't curse it. Houston Texans, Indianapolis Colts. I know that Todd already picked Lamar Miller for his stud, so I'll go to you, Wally. Lamar Miller or Frank Gore? I like Frank Gore. Um, Lamar Miller, I know Todd picked him, but he's just battling so many – nicks and bruises and injuries. Last week it was ribs that knocked him out for a series or two. He was actually out uh outperformed by, you know, both the backup running backs. Whereas Frank Gore is pretty much the only game in town for uh Indianapolis. And I love Frank Gore. And let me just say this again, because I'm not only beating a dead horse, I'm bearing it. I'm digging it up and I'm beating it some more. I have Frank Gore in that long standing IDP league as well and I'm playing him over <laughs> Theo Riddick. <laughs> oh my god! It's all about my team. This is what Wally's doing. Oh my god! God, here's here's to show you just how far Nuck Hopkins has fallen this year. DeAndre Hopkins or Dante Moncrief, who has scored in like four straight games. Yeah, yes, and actually, uh, in a league that I started two and five in, I won six in a row. And I am the number one seed, and I got a first round by and highest scoring team in the league. And I've got Moncrief on my bench, but I would play him if I wasn't so strong at wide receiver. I like Moncrief a lot. Uh, he's been picking it up big time in the second half. I think he scores again this week. I, w- I would start yeah, Moncrief. He was relatively quiet in that game last week against the Jets. But sure enough, they got down there in the red zone, and he got his – and that's the thing. It's not like he's putting up crazy yardage numbers. He's just finding the end zone every week, and it's awfully hard not to like that. I love how we're just all going to start talking about our league. Well, I have a league where this week I'm going for a 12-2 and regular season and number one seed entering the playoffs, and I will be in search of my fourth – count it, fourth – count it – Fourth straight championship, IDP only. Yeah, who's the IDP guy, Wally? I'm the IDP. Uh, <laughs> wow. You know, I'd just like to say that I, I just think it's a little embarrassing how much you guys are talking about your leagues this week. And, you know, I'm going to try to get things back on track here. But uh, you go ahead and keep bragging about your team, Gary. Okay, go on. I'm also the number one over. I'm also the number one overall seed in the wall with an 11 and two record, and that's counting the loss you handed me last week. So, liar. So wait, I don't even know what game we're on now. <laughs> you by one stinking point. 
Arizona Cardinals, Miami Dolphins, Todd, David Johnson or J.J.? Oh, David Johnson. He's been on such a roll lately. Uh, Ajay has been struggling a little bit of late, whereas David Johnson, just he's a steamroller. you got to go David David Johnson in a walk, in my opinion. Wally. Agreed. Jarvis Landry or Larry Fitzgerald, who will probably be shadowed by Byron Maxwell, who, believe it or not, has actually played pretty well this year, and can move inside to the slot. Oh, you know, from my year living in Arizona. I know you lived there a bit longer than I did, Gary, by a decade or so. But, no, I love Elvis. He's the one reliable wide receiver for Arizona right now. You know, and Carson Palmer's not having a, a great year, but he had a, a nice week last week. He looks Elvis' way. He looks his way in the red zone. And I just love Larry Fitzgerald. So, I'll, I'll go with him. I, I don't trust Tannehill as far as I could throw him. And I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a weak, weak old man. So, it's Elfitt. Washington Redskins, Philadelphia Eagles, Todd, Rob Kelly, or Ryan Matthews, who is supposedly going to be back and playing a full workload this week? Well, I just don't have any faith in the Philadelphia Eagle offense at, at all right now. The last couple of weeks they have really struggled. Whereas, Kirk Cousins has been on fire, and that's going to allow – some holes to be opened up for Mr. Kelly. I like Robert Kelly this week. Wally, Jordan Matthews is about the only Philly offensive player who's put up any kind of consistent production of late. Him or Deshaun Jackson in a little payback action against his old team. Probably going to be seeing quite a bit of Josh Norman. No, no, he won't. He plays for the – never mind. Now I've done caught Todd. Surprised I didn't call him Deshaun Norman. <laughs> What was that? No, no, you were, no, you're right. Uh, Josh Norman playing for Washington. Right. But he'll, he'll, I doubt yeah. Matthews. I don't think Matthews will see a whole lot of Josh Norman because Matthews because plays a slot. lot in the slot, and Norman right. does not do the slot. That being said, I am going to go with Deshaun Jackson just because the guy can explode. And uh, much like Todd mentioned, uh, the Philadelphia offense right now is disjointed. You know, Carson Wentz is a rookie. You know, he'll he'll get his legs back next year. His uh, ability to to produce. And right now, that offense doesn't really. So, I'm going to go with Deshaun Jackson, and I'm going to quote one of my favorite movies of all time, Silver Linings Playbook. Deshaun Jackson is the man. Thank you. Okay. You just admitted that Silver Linings Playbook is one of your favorite movies of all time. <laughs> Love that oh, movie. Goodness. Love that movie. De Niro. You are Jennifer Lawrence. such a girl. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you know what? <sighs> this Cleveland season is wearing on you, my friend. And yeah, it is. It's made me bitter. Yeah. It's made me bitter. Denver Broncos, Tennessee Titans, Mr. Sperlin. How concerned should Devontae Booker owners be about the talk of getting Justin Forsett involved this week? Well, they should be very concerned because I got a chance to watch Forsett play here for the Lions. And uh, let's just say that they released him and just signed Joyke Bell this week. And Joyke Bell was done two games into last season. So 
Yeah, Booker's not getting it done, and it breaks my heart to see Bibbs go out because uh, not only did we interview him on the, the former incarnation of this show, he was really flashing some skills or whatever, and Booker just hasn't. So I think he should be concerned. Uh, they're not happy with what he's doing, but Forsett is, you know, again, he's the classic. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say my catchphrase. Water finds its level. Oh, good. Finds his level. He had one. Re- I, I, come on. It's Christmas time. Give me that. <laughs> but, no, I mean, Forsett is who he is. That's why he's been on what? Is this his seventh team now? Oh, and he had, yeah, and he had one good year. <laughs> Got a good contract out of him. God bless him. Buy some good Christmas presents. But no, that, no. But Booker owner should be concerned. I mean, he's he's just not getting the job done. I think Broncos owners, players of the Broncos in general, should be concerned, especially if Simeon doesn't play again this week. Because you know, the one league I got Booker in, ready. The one league I have Booker in, I did go ahead and pick up Forsett. I dumped one of my bench IDPs because honestly, there's enough stuff on the waiver wire that I don't even know why I was carrying that guy. Just to cover my bases a little bit because running back depth is so hard to come by this late in the season. And, yes, Forsett did have that one successful year running the ball for Gary Kubiak, who's now in Denver, blah, blah, blah. But, yeah, I, it's Justin Forsett. If I'm a, as a booker runner, I'm not freaking out yet. I don't necessarily believe that Forsett's going to get 40% of the carries this week. I, maybe Kubiak's just trying to light a fire under Booker, but like I said, bottom line is he's not getting it done. And Denver mm-hmm. falling off the pace a little bit. I mean, I still think Denver will make the playoffs, if only because I, the whole Miami Dolphins in the playoffs thing, I'm not buying what they're selling. But that's a team with some serious issues. And I have the solution to their problems in the offseason. The solution to your problems is named Tony Romo. There you have it. There you go. I've, I've, yep. seen, those, I've seen those rumors. At, that would definitely be something I'd invest in. Let Lynch... Sit, let Simeon go, bring in Romo. Because uh, Lynch kills Sanders and Demarius Thomas's value. It's it's just a nightmare. Yep. New York Jets, San Francisco 49ers, in one of the most anticipated games of the regular Ooh. season, Mr. Lasky, Carlos Hyde, or Matt Forte, given the destiny that anyone could possibly care about in this game. Sorry, Brandon Marshall owners. I know it's been a rough year. I, I think I gotta give the edge to Hyde only because Forte has been uh, getting off the field a little bit more of late, whereas Hyde, he's gonna be like the only option. So I guess by default, I have to give the edge to Hyde. Oh, that's a tough call for me because Forte. I mean, the San Francisco run defense is so bad. Poor Nick Valore, poor guy. I want to give him a hug. <laughs> See, hey, once I did believe I said this in last week's show too. He might be a—he's a fine special teamer. Uh, I'm sure he's a great guy. He's a horrible NFL linebacker. <laughs> yeah, he makes Paul Wurlow look like Dick Buckus. I can't argue that. Yeah, Seattle Seahawks, Green Bay Packers. Todd, we already know Wally's all over Seattle in this one. He got all the wobble, Green Bay wide receivers: Devontae Adams, Jordy Nelson, Randall Cobb. Which of those guys are you sitting? Uh, well, I expect Jordy Nelson to be covered pretty much by Richard Sherman. Uh, very tough matchup. 
Um, I can see Nelson maybe breaking one, uh, but that's a tough one. I guess he would be the one because of the Sherman factor. Uh, I think Cobb is going to be playing in the slot, and I can see him getting open. I can also see Devontae Adams just doing his thing. Uh, A lot of times the Packers have always had a number three wide receiver that's done very well. This year it just happens to be Devontae Adams. Because of those issues, I'm going to go with Jordy Nelson having the the most difficult time. Um, I could see Sherman shadowing Nelson. I could also see him just doing the Sherman on this side of the field, Sheet on the other side. Because – the Packers might slip those outside guys. You're right. It's going to be Cobb in the slot most of the day. And I'll be interested to see if maybe they try to involve Ty Montgomery a little bit more again this week since they did that last week. They got him back in the game plan a little bit. What do you know? They won. James Stark mm-hmm. stinks. Okay, let's. I think we can all agree James Stark stinks. So if I'm the Packers, I'd go back because when they had the little Montgomery quasi running back wide receiver, everyone's trying to figure out what position he should be eligible at thing. They were moving the ball a heck of a lot better than they were in the couple games after. So if they want to get back in the playoff chase, which I don't know that I expect them to win this game, if Seattle shows up, that's the thing with Seattle is this year you just you never know which team's going to show up. But Here's one for you, Wally, Atlanta Falcons. Los Angeles Rams, Devonta Freeman or Todd Gurley? Oh, De- Devonta Freeman all day long. He's remained the number one even with Tevin Coleman coming back. They use him in the run game. They use him in the pass game. And I'm just stalling right now before I say I hate Todd Gurley. For this <laughs> season. For this season. I um, hate him too. No, this, Gurley's getting nothing done. Um, that offense is getting nothing done. Go ahead and let Goff play the last few games so he gets some experience and maybe ahead of the next year with him. But no, no, no. And I still like I like what Freeman does. I mean, I'll readily admit he's emerged as a much bigger fantasy player than I ever thought. Uh, obviously, before last year, and, and you know, I think Coleman is still not 100, percent but he's still being outtouched. And again, we love. And right now, Gurley is a, a zero threat running back. Hey, Wally. Am I crazy? On, yes. beha- on behalf of Gary and I, again, we'd like to thank you for drafting Gurley in, in, in the Block Talk Radio League. Well, you're very welcome. Um, <laughs> and I'm going to do it again next year just because you said that. You spiteful, Viking <laughs> fan that owes me beer. <laughs> Am I crazy for thinking that the Rams might actually – there's part of me that see, could see the Rams winning that game because it's about time for the Falcons to – this year's going to be anything like last year. It's about time for them to collapse. And they're coming off just having their spine ripped out last week by the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, Larry. I, 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 I still don't think I, the Rams I totally agree. It. I agree really? with you on no, that part I agree with you on that point, but I also can see Goff having another very difficult time. Uh, he was just horrendous last week, 14 of 32. Uh, did not look very good at all. Uh, and most of those were like dinks and dunks. He just I, – I don't have a lot of confidence in, in that offense right now. If it's anything that's going to win the game for uh, Los Angeles, it's going to be that defense. 
Did you see the contract the Falcons signed Robert Alford to? Yes. Yeah. Off of of pretty much, what, one or two big games. There you go. Yeah, and they've still got Desmond Trufant's next year's Mm -hmm. his walk year. Uh, Yeah, Yeah. I saw that. I was like, four years, what? Say, what? Do, huh? Yeah, meanwhile, San Diego signed Casey Hayward this year. I think it was three years, $15.3 million. So about $5 million per. And they're paying Robert Alford damn near twice that? Yep. Yeah, whatever you say, guys. Okay, yeah, sure, whatever. That's a fine signing. <laughs> he says sarcastically. Yep. New Orleans Saints. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, Mr. Sperlin. Brandon Cooks or Michael Thomas? Michael Thomas. I would love to back that up with uh, a ton of reasons why. Uh, actually, I think Tampa Bay wins this game. Pretty easy at home, but Thomas has really come on. I think for Drew Brees, he's kind of taken on that Colston role that he trusts him. He's big and gets the ball to him, whereas Cooks, especially not at home, outdoors, I think that negates some of his speed. And so I think Thomas is the guy between those two that I would go with. I don't like the Saints' <laughs> offense in general this week, which is weird to say against Tampa, but their defense has played so well lately. Tampa Bay, especially at home. I, I like they won't put up a Seattle beatdown on New Orleans, but I think they do put a beatdown on them, even without Golston, who might miss this week. Mr. Lasky, assuming that Mark Ingram plays, Mark Mark Ingram or Doug Martin? Well, actually, I think Charles Sims is also supposed to be playing uh, for Tampa Bay, and I can see more of the passing game being a factor. Not so much the running game, so I can see Sims being on the field a little bit more, and that takes Doug Martin off the field a little bit. Because of that, I have to give the edge to Ingram. Yeah, I had a guy ask me last night about Timmy Hightower. I'm like, I don't even know what to tell you, man. I mean, depends on Ingram. If Ingram's inactive, and that might be what it would take is him inactive for me to have, because that what. Hightower had, I think, nine total yards last week. So, yeah, that's not good. But wasn't Ingram downgraded to did not practice today? I, okay. I'll take your word for it. I'll look it up. In other words, tomorrow's tomorrow's, tomorrow's practice participation will be critical. Mm -hmm. Todd, Giants, Cowboys, Beckham or Bryant. I can see Brian having a big game this week. Uh, it really frustrated the heck out of me last week. We had a big catch, almost got in the end zone, and then he got a very cheap uh, touchdown at the end of the game. Um, normally, he, he follows it up with a big game when he doesn't have that big of a game, which he, he didn't have that big of a game last week. So I think he's going to have a big game this week. So I'm going to give the edge to Brian. Wally, Eli or Dak? 
Once again, I'm going to make it personal because I need Eli to step up in a couple of leagues. But, no, I actually think he does have a chance. He threw three touchdowns in week one against Dallas. I don't think the defense is noticeably better or worse. The Giants can't run the ball. So, he's going to be looking to hit Odell as much as he can. So, I'm going to go with Eli just because Dak can hand it off to to Zeke and, and make things happen. And for the record, yes, Mark Ingram did not practice today with his toe injury. He was downgraded but did not practice. So keep that in mind. Oh, so, so Saber, another DMP next to his name tomorrow. Then Timmy Hightower. Now we're talking a little bit different now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although I'm not too freaked out about Doug Martin. I mean, Martin hasn't played especially well since he came back. I think he's averaging less than three yards per carry. But um, Charles Sims has been out for a while. Chris Rogers had injury problems. It was, I'm just not – I wouldn't panic. Yeah, of course, and this is the time of year when maybe it's good to panic right off the get because you can't afford, you know, every letdown could be the one that does it in your season. Todd, we'll go to you for the last question of the week. Baltimore Ravens, New England Patriots should be a good one on Monday night. Steve Smith or Malcolm Mitchell? Wow. I I picked up Malcolm Mitchell in a league today because we had to – uh, solidify rosters because there's no more transactions. Mitchell's been really hot of late. It sounds like Edelman's going to be out. I think they gave him now or, uh, a high ankle sprain. Or not, not, not Amendola. 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 Yeah. yeah, he's out. So that does get Mitchell the ball more. Uh, I'm going to give the edge to Mitchell, uh, but that's a very close one. And I the Steve Smith, I would assume, will probably get shadowed by Malcolm Butler, who has, believe it or not, turned into a pretty good cover corner in his third NFL. I think he's ranked like third at the position overall at PFF, which surprised me a little bit, to be honest. Well, folks, that's it for the Week 14 edition of the Fantasy Football Feeding Frenzy. All of us here at the show wish you as much luck in your playoff games as we wish ourselves in hours during the show on the air by sharing with you what makes us happy and brings us joy because we know that's why you tune in. You don't tune in for fantasy advice. You don't turn in, <laughs> tune in to hear who to start, who to sit. You don't tune in for injury updates and that sort of thing. No, you tune in to listen to us snipe at one another, to mock one another's pain, to make fun of each other's taste in movies, and to tell you all about our leagues because at the end of the day, we're what's really important. Have a good week, everyone. We'll see you next Thursday. Go Lions. Goodbye.